Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer NZ3120. Hey, Collider fans, it's your buddy Mark Ellis, the host of Collider Movie Talk. At least I am today. And y'all know I'm a huge fan of Batman, and I cannot wait to watch one of my favorite all time animated shows, Batman, the animated series in HD on DC Universe. DC Universe, it's the ultimate DC membership created just for DC fans like you and me. It's the only place you can watch original DC series like the all new live action Titans premieres fall 2018, Young Justice Outsiders, Doom Patrol, Swamp Things. Stargirl and Harley Quinn coming in 2019. New episodes are available weekly, so there's always something new to check out. It's thoughtfully curated, regularly refreshed library of digital comics. The comic reader is going to change the way you read your comic books. It even works on your big screen TV. Even John Roca's new 4K TV will love the comic reader. This is the place to grab exclusive DC merch, debate and discuss all things DC, and it's available on your favorite devices, iOS, Android, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV and Google Chromecast. Only $7.99 a month. That might be the best part. Or better yet, grab an annual membership and save 20%. Join the ultimate DC membership today at DCUniverse.com. That's DCUniverse.com. And tell Bruce Wayne I said hi. Welcome back to Heroes for an incredibly exciting day. The trailer, it's here. The Captain Marvel trailer is here. And it's real, 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 real good. And we have an insane news about a streaming service from Disney and two shows confirmed that are insane and have so many ramifications. What is going on? And we're going to talk to <gasps> Tara Strong, an incredible voice actor whose voice, I promise you know. The voice of your childhood. You're about to know as well. Uh, and we are joined. Yeah, welcome back to Clutter Heroes. <laughs> Episode 271, we are powering through, approaching 300 with much zeal and fervor. We're almost to the Venom suit era. Very excited. <laughs> oh, no. I am branded. Uh, I'm so excited for the news this week. We had stuff break as of last night, like this mm-hmm. DC streaming that I'm twitching to talk about. And, of course, the Captain Marvel trailer, which changes everything. We're joined by Captain Marvel, Miss <gasps> Windy. <laughs> oh, my God. Only if I could actually wear the honor instead of just this amazing sweater. I'm so excited to be here. Guys, it's my first time on Heroes. No way. Uh, no way. way. Really? Swear. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Thank you. Three, three, four years. (laughs) No, thank you guys. Honestly, this is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. What a perfect week with Captain Marvel. I am going to show off uh, this. I did not warn the camera people. Sorry, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very exciting day. The trailer was shockingly good. It wasn't a teaser. It was a full-blown trailer. It's so good. Yeah, because when I was watching it and I waited until I got home, imagine working here at Collider and having (laughs) to wait until... until, So I was, like, walking around the office like this. But this trailer, I just didn't know what to expect. I was like, are we going to get 30 seconds of, like, really flashing cool things? Are we going to get her, you know, in her Star Force uniform? What are we going to get? And we get a full trailer of, like, basically, like, a very, very simply laid out plotline of what we are 
po probably going to see. And I like that we saw a little bit of uh, Nick Fury, a little bit of Agent Coulson, <laughs> a little bit of Cree, a little bit of Scrolls. I love how it played with time. I love I love the different flashback moments where it's an origin but also things are happening in the past with her life like we, we see not just Brie Larson but we see young Carol Danvers and then we see like a mid Carol Danvers and yeah. I love that we're gonna have so much time play and this is looks like equal parts earth and cosmic and the tone works for both it's really incredible what they were able to do in just two minutes and did you guys notice the scene with the scroll on the on operating the table, table? Mm -hmm. did you notice someone's holding his eye no no oh <gasps> So I think we see in the very trailer the beginning of the eye patch. Oh my God. He's holding his eye, eye with the gun in the trailer. You just have focus, eagle eyes. Just focus. I'm very excited. Wow. So this, the, I was I, over the moon about the trailer, obviously. Uh, and what I thought was really interesting is that they they have kept it very mysterious. Uh, I, I tend to watch things that I really care about sort of defensively where I'm like already looking for what people and, and my, my one of my initial concerns was that when you know when she says I'm not what you think I am, mm -hmm. I was like, no one knows who you only we know. <laughs> uh, no one they but what I love about that is that it sets up because again, general audience may or may not know, spoiler alert, shape changing aliens. Right. So this sense of uh like mystery that's throughout the trailer and sort of like what's going on here because there is a little bit of like and i okay i might be way off base but when she's walking in her uh like jacket scene and hat yep. she does this so stare bad. off to the side and i was like is that a scroll is that a scroll being carol because <gasps> you're looking i don't know you didn't think I, don't, I didn't think about that i think it's actually her I mean, I hope it's actually yeah. i mean i but that would be interesting what a twist yeah i it's it is I, and I, you know, I, I have no idea what will come into play. I mean, I assume there will, at some point in the movie, we are going to see the scrolls become everybody we love because that's part of the fun mm -hmm. of doing, like, it doesn't mean there will be major chunks of story. Yeah. But, uh, and I, with it being in the 90s, you can play with that chronology of the fun reveal without it affecting too much of the story, mm -hmm. or it could affect everything in the story, depending on how they want to play it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what you said about uh, the general audience not really knowing much about Captain Marvel going in. And I think Marvel's always done a really good, great job with like a, like a introducing a, an Avenger that's not so well known or like giving him an origin story on screen. And I think that's also why, because no one really knows about the scrolls and how they can shape change. So when she punched the granny on the bus, let's just talk <laughs> about that for a second. Instantly internet famous. Even me, I was like, wait, well, oh, and then Dustin was like, oh, that's a scroll. I was like, right. <laughs> but it started a conversation I mean that the internet yeah. lost its mind it started a conversation which is the point of a trailer supposed to get these moments yes. now I have three theories okay one Jude Law bad guy maybe super scroll two Ooh. related to that that kicks off Ronan into being the the accuser that he is. We see him become a full blown religious fanatic in this film mm. as a result of Marvel slash scroll Marvel three the cat is a flarkin like oh, uh, he is. So we have to and... talk about the cat. Did, um, can we put the poster up? Did we load in the poster? No, so, I forgot to okay. ask for the poster. We can describe <laughs> it. Zoom in on the poster. Look all the way to the side. There's a cat butt. <laughs> and it is a cat butt of a very famous cat named Chewie, who is not just a cat. He is a flarkin. He is an alien, as discovered by Rocket Raccoon. When he comes out, he's like, you guys know this isn't a cat, right? And he's like, it's a flarkin. So there's an alien She's cat like, in this Shut film. Up. Stop touching my cat. Just now, got super sweaty in here. Do you no! guys, it gets sweatier. You ready for this? I love it. Samuel Jackson, his rap photo, if you remember from a long time back, his new rap hoodie, which he said, another one to add to the collection, has Chewie on it. So I think the flarkins play a bigger piece in this because his rapture is Chewie. So I think I the, cat, saw the, the cat really? is a big piece of this yeah, whole I didn't puzzle. See it. Wow. So scroll, a definitely bad guy Jude Law, and I think Cree fanaticism takes over. We might see some Cree scroll wars the third act, and then I think Chewie's a bigger piece of the puzzle. Mm. I'm just guessing. I haven't read I'm, the script. I'm with you on your the, on your first theory. I do I do want to agree that uh, Jude Law yeah. will will be the big bad, the antagonist in this one. Are you just heartbroken right now? Well, it's a little because <laughs> I because he is ostensibly and and this is going to be a thing where viewers you're going to have to kind of let us know together how we're navigating uh spoiler policies for this because the weird thing is there's a ton of information that we got out of for instance the entertainment weekly article mm -hmm. which is clearly public information right. but people who are avoiding story information like, like they i i kept forgetting that they literally wouldn't know that Ma maria rambo is in this like right. you know uh 
So your, your mileage may vary. We are going to confine ourselves to info that's in the trailers and the Entertainment Weekly article because that's all we know. Uh, but we will be talking about that stuff. Uh, so he's Marvel, mm-hmm. or supposed to be playing a version of Marvel, mm-hmm. or a scroll uh, as Marvel, or a scroll as Marvel. <laughs> and and the, what I would need is like if he's the bad guy, he better be a scroll mm-hmm. because making Marvel himself into a bad guy that would break my heart a little because we'll of both. the legacy. And th- so there's an interesting thing. I had a friend who. Uh, watched the trailer without having seen the 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 article stuff and uh just therefore was bringing like a totally fresh interpretation to right. it when the trailer begins with the line about a renegade soldier uh-huh. he immediately spotted he's like that's literally marvel's story marvel oh, was sent to oh attack gosh, the earth Andy, you just gave me chills i kid you not i was just like <laughs> oh he was sent yes. to attack the earth he refused he became the hero and the protector of it and that's probably not what happens in this film because there's no room for that so you can play with that story with like Breeze, mm-hmm. Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we have three Captain Marvels in this film, effectively. We have the Jude Law Captain Marvel. We have Photon Captain Marvel. We have Breeze Captain yeah. Marvel. So many. And that last shot where you see her glove come down, that final <laughs> moment, there is a a man in a green Cree outfit yes. opposite her. That's Jude Law. Yeah, That's the it, has, it they, has to be. They, they, it he's has the bad to be. guy. I, I think so. Or at least the bad guy wears his face at one point, which would be a great way Either to way. get yes. at her. And it's yes. difficult to establish that stuff. But you're probably right that that would be effective. I do want to uh, shout out, like... Uh, just because we, we get a good look at her, uh, and it occurred to me that a bunch of people haven't put this together yet. Uh, Lashana Lynch, who plays Maria Rambeau, Monica's mother, she's also playing Agent 355 in Y. Oh, so get the heck ready. Memorize how to spell her name. Like, follow her on Twitter. <laughs> like, you're going to need it. She's also incredible. I interviewed her on the Infinity War red carpet, and she's one of the most charismatic, enthusiastic Marvel fans. Like, she was a doll. Oh, don't, I can't know and that. So it's too exciting. She's the best. She immediately, in her interview, she, like, was, like, the moment I got the phone call, like, blah, blah, blah. She told me about, like, what it was like to find out you're part of the Marvel Universe, how much of the family. How like, exciting she's an is ama- that? She's a sweetheart. Lashana, congratulations. I'm so you proud. you imagine everybody, every single person involved, how much secrets they have in their head that they can't tell us and every time you interview them they're like how can i dance around this question I asked her am i in that movie is that a spoiler oh my god right like the marvel snipers are just always watching like what are they saying what are they doing everyone with the red carpet has little red dots on my favorite part is when i everyone get like jurassic park darted like yeah but i really like the trailer giving us a lot of sorry someone should make a video game that is literally just trank darts but it's like spoiler police where like you're going around trying to stop people from like you're at a press event or something and everyone's (laughs) wandering around and like getting drunker as the night goes on and you have to shut down that's what Cumberbatch was doing with Tom Holland the whole press tour yeah he had a trank dart in his pocket he was ready just Uh in case it's just a much kinder gentler Metal Gear Solid kind of game (laughs) like okay I also just have to talk about how clever it was to incorporate Blockbuster the the best cameo in the Marvel Universe crashed into it I was like yes what movie would she rent (laughs) <laughs> what movie would Karen Hammer's rent? Oh, man. That is a good question. The yeah. Man Who Fell to Earth. Basic instinct. <laughs> no. Ready. That's perfect time period. It stars Hank Pym. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I did love that because the, the, the immediately cueing us into the time period was great. A little comedic touch was great because yeah. this is Marvel Universe. They're going to mm-hmm. have fun with it. They, they made sure we were on familiar territory by giving a lot of the narrative uh, to Nick Fury. But they also did, and, and I... What's interesting is, like, they kept it in the background, but, like, the real her becoming her story, like, when when you see all of the shots of, like, little her driving a thing and then grown-up her in the jet and then her flying. I love those, the flashes. And the trailer it's kind great. of makes you do the work yourself until you get that sequence of getting up, getting up, getting up. Oh, so good with the bloody nose. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And but they just, just let that happen. They aren't, they didn't like over comment on it and i would be happy if they had just Mm -hmm. absolutely drilled it but like they 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 just put it in there and it will and does speak for itself and what makes her a hero like it well done yeah Yeah. two and a half minutes that storytelling that caliber of storytelling that amount of storytelling and it didn't give us any spoilers everything's theorizing but we get the tone we get the feel that's what a trailer should do it should go hey this is a movie you want to see by the way there's still a movie to see we haven't shown you everything i'm really happy this trailer six months out and it also shows this is six months out and it looks like this amazing top gun guardians of the galaxy ride i am also glad and a lot of people are critiquing it for not having 90s music in it i think with the cosmic element if they'd done 90s music which will be in the film i guarantee there'll be no nirvana i'm glad (laughs) 
it wasn't in the trailer because if it was in the trailer, I think it would have felt too much like Guardians. Uh, I think using pop music is a very like specific move. I love that this felt more like an epic. It felt that the scope was broad. Yeah. And I just rewatching it I, as many times as I have the moment oh, where she dons the screen with the mohawk. I was mohawk, say the helmet. Every yes. time I rewatched yes. it, a different piece got me excited. And that's a good trailer when there's so many pieces that a new piece can get you amped every time. And the Cree helmet with the mohawk that yeah. just like <laughs> so good. A really well done trailer. Really well done first trailer, and it definitely let me left me wanting more so i think this is a good introduction and then i can go a couple more months without without mm-hmm. anything and then because marvel's really good at not showing too much they show mm-hmm. you just enough where the movie you're like i got it i think they showed too much and then you watch the movie you're like oh they didn't show us anything at all great yeah yeah I do feel like that's going to be the case with this. Uh, Because we're getting the question all over the place, uh, we'll get back into this with the pull list, but essentially I would say at this point, there are two great starting points for Captain Marvel, but it is clear from this trailer that they they read the absolute heck out of the Kelly Sue DeConnick-led reinvention in 2012. Um, So that's very exciting. The helmet, the name, the outfit, like, it's, that's definitely it. Uh, yeah. And the life of Captain Marvel on shelves right now, I think they're in issue three, is a book that just started. It's giving a definitive origin because she's had a few and the comics are a lot. It's very cosmic. It's crazy. The life <laughs> of Captain Marvel, it tells the story the movie's probably going to use. And you've only got to pick up a few issues, so I recommend that one too. Uh, now, do we have a very full news week. We've got a lot to talk about. Yes! And we also interviewed Tara Strong. So, Amy and Coy, take it away. Thanks, Amy and Coy. That was John's little signature. We I like those guys. Get working into it. Uh, we are so excited to be joined today by an absolute superstar whose voice you know and love, even if you don't know and love that. It's Tara Strong. Woo! Where's your canned applause? Yeah. Thank you. That's better. We are our canned applause. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to Collider Heroes. Thanks for having me. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah. Uh, we are here to celebrate uh, a uh, the... Release just yesterday. You can run out and get it of the Ben 10 Omnitricked DVD. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's um, selected episodes from this first season. It's awesome. And, you know, kids love to watch the show over and over. You like to watch the show over and over. So if you still have a DVD player and you want to pop it in, it makes life easier (laughs) for certain parents, that's for sure. So it's just a whole bunch of fun. And it has the TV movie that you all just did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, of course, are, as most of you should already know by now, the voice of Ben Tennyson. Uh, this new series has been going for two years, mm-hmm. but it's not your first time with Ben. Uh, how has that changed over the years? Well, it was really exciting when I first booked it. It was such a huge concept to have this 10-year-old boy with this watch that turns into a bunch of aliens. And I think it really, like, empowered young kids. Like, I see so many kids still today dressed at Comic-Cons as. Ben 10 and they still have the watch with them and uh, it was really cool to be a part of that first version and then we took a break and let Yuri take the reins for a while who was awesome (laughs) and now we're coming back a little old school but it does have a lot of new cast members and new aliens and new crazy adventures and it's super fun they're all great they're all fun and they all work I think we were talking about the, the show's evolution and how shows in general, cartoons have changed for kids. What do you feel about the show's impact? Like you're saying kids dressing up. And I, I like that the show really focuses on intelligence as a strength. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that when kids come up to you, they like lean into science more or they talk about like school and those effects? Like, have you seen any of that impact? Um, I mean, I've definitely seen that, but I also get like, if a kid comes to me dressed as Ben 10 and I'll go, don't be such a dweeb, go in hero. And they go... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you're not a 10-year-old boy. <laughs> like, you're a mom and stuff. Like, that doesn't always go over so You see their eyes shift, like, what has just happened to my world yeah. in reality? Yeah, sometimes I break children. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I broke your kid. Yeah, as, as a voice actor, does that happen? That has to happen more often because you oh, don't see the lot. exposure. Yeah, happens a lot. People are like, can you do the voice? And then I do the voice, and they're like... I'm like, does this look weird coming out of my head? And they're like, yes, it looks really weird coming out of your head. Especially because you do a bunch of wildly different ones. You are a lot of our favorite characters. You are many people's uh, now definitive Harley Quinn. You've been Barbara Gordon for many years and ongoing. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Raven in several very different I mean, iterations. to say I played Raven and Harley in Batgirl? Nope. Do you? Let's check. Venn diagram is you in the center. <laughs> End of Venn diagram. That's the I, you whole know what? thing. The truth is, I don't know what horseshoe I was born under, but like when I first moved to LA, it was a few years. It was tough going, even though I had a successful career in Toronto. 
But when I booked Batgirl, like my agent left a message on the machine. Oh my God, you're her. You're the bat. You're the girl's bat. You're Batgirl. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and because it was a big room, like A-list celebrities, huge voice talent. And I came in, and I'm sitting in the middle of Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy, like pinching myself the whole time. And anytime we get the chance to jump into those boots again, we're pretty excited. And of course, it's such a huge honor to play Harley. I mean, I sat with Arlene doing Harley and when they started the video games they wanted to go in a different direction which scared the bejeebers out of me yeah what was that like <laughs> it was really scary when you take over a role in the voiceover community you want to make sure number one it's not about money because often a show's mm-hmm. like we're making billions of dollars but here's scale for you <laughs> and I'm like oh, I'm not going to do it for scale I'm like okay we'll find someone else and then they put out a voice match so we always uh, ask the other actors is it a money thing which it wasn't in this case it was just a bit of a different direction which again scared me because I see thanks to the internet how much people love their favorite voice actors like I always say sometimes I feel bad for my predecessors that they may not have known how beloved they were mm. and so it was really scary and I'm so grateful that the fans like my version of Harley and she's such a part of me now like now I get pissed off when someone else does it <laughs> like I'm like no I'm Harley even though I wasn't the original like I'm Harley like do you when you're like when I'm talking to myself like cleaning around the house it's usually in my voice but do you ever have the voice of like a character you've done Does I do that voices pop in? all of the time so, so your subconscious has <laughs> a little Harley a little Batgirl all those? the time Oh, that's amazing. No, I'm a very crazy person. Like, all these characters just live in my head. Like, thank goodness they made it your job because you were going to do it anyway. (laughs) Well, I always did funny voices. Like, my sister and I had, like, a silly little fake radio station, and every animal had a voice, and every stuffed animal had a voice. I used to take my mom's hand and say, let's pretend we're from England when we go into the store. Like, I was always a sponge for sure, but I didn't know that voiceover was going to be my bread and butter. In Toronto, I had a very well-rounded career with TV and film and theater, and then when I came to L.A., that really took off. But I didn't predict that was going to happen. But certainly um, doing lots of voices and imitating and just being present. Like it was right after a flight with a screaming baby that I booked Rugrats. But I was like (laughs) listening to this baby scream for a good five hours. So I had it down. Fate. (laughs) Fate handed the Rugrats. Well, you know, originally they wanted Madonna. And this happens a lot where they ask the voice voice actor to come in, what they say, guide track it. That they're going to give it to a celebrity, but they want to hear what it sounds like with the other cast members first or lay it down for timing and um the second I started crying, we had to stop tape. And they're like, what's wrong? Like, you, you made one of the new moms lactate. So, like, I knew I was baby Dill. That's amazing. Wow. That's a, nature itself spoke up and said, yes. That's her. Cast her. The baby in pre-production, the mother in post-production. It happened. Yeah. yeah That's exactly. perfect. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, Cartoon Network has been a big part of, of your career in that way. Huge. I, and many others, I yeah. think, uh, bonded pretty hard to the Powerpuff Girls. Because I'm just as Hardcore. There's people jumping all over the studio. You can't see it, but they love bubbles. <laughs> so if you ever wondered what it looked like for me to see my childhood happen before my eyes, she just broke me as an adult, not at a convention. I broke him. <laughs> Sorry, That's now you're broken. Insane. Forever. That's a whole childhood. Like, like that was the show me and my family watched. And, and you're still introducing yourself to new audiences, like with this show and everything else. That's, I can't. I so broke. Bubbles and Ben 10 are, are both essentially superhero characters uh-huh, yeah. that you got to sort of originate in, in animation. Mm-hmm. What, uh, coming, as we often do from the, like, comic books making the jump to other mediums, mm-hmm. wh- what has it been like to be like, no, this is first. We're creating it here. Oh, my God. Well, as a creator, it's always best to go first because you're injecting all of your own organic stuff into it, and it's very collaborative. The writers have an idea of what they want, the producers, the artists, and you all sort of come together to create this character. That's why voice actors get really mad when they're replaced because you feel like you helped birth this child that's suddenly taken away from someone else and never hold it against the other actors. You know, sometimes casting people make mistakes when they place you on things. But um, when they keep you together, which is why Titans worked, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody loved Teen Titans so much. And talk about being a comic book fan. Like, we're all dying to know what happens in season six. I want to know what's going on with Trigon and Raven. Like, that's a thing. But they decided to do this version, which, of course, is hilarious and successful. The movie was gangbusters. Yeah. Yes, congratulations so on Teen Titans going to the movies. Yeah. So funny. And so, but I think one of the reasons it worked is because they kept this cast that people love so much. 
I didn't realize how integral the pre-production part of that was. You actually are there while they're designing the look. You're helping shape like how the whole. Well, you know, when be. you have an audition, they'll give you a drawing of the character and a show description, and you'll have sides, which means part of the script, and then you sort of have to think of what production would want that to sound like. And they have a lot of the art done already, but it's very collaborative of how it all sort of comes together. That's fantastic. Yeah, like I remember years and years ago when my first series was in Toronto was the Garbage Pail Kids, oh. and my character was Patty Putty, and she could like come apart, and I had this line where like in that case would you please explain what's going on and the animator made me go like that and I met him at a session he's like it's so much fun to animate your voice because of what you give us so it's like you know it's a very collaborative process now with movies that the director has like you know the specific amount of say showrunners on TV do you find when you're working on a movie versus a television show you're allowed you're able to put your own stamp on things your trademark more it's really depend it's dependent on the show some shows we get to improv more and really do our own thing and sometimes we have to stick to the script but in terms of your acting and where you're coming from, it's really, really collaborative. And most of the voice greats are going to get it right between take one and three, unless there's an action we don't know. Like, if the line is, whoa, it's going to be different if you see a hot guy if you're falling off a cliff. So we need to know, like, what's going on. <laughs> what if you see a hot guy and you're falling off a cliff? That's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> so you get to shape it from the offset in most cases, mm-hmm. and then by the time you see it, is it ever a surprise? Like when you hear the It's other- often a surprise. I like watching my stuff. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch as much as the fans do because I don't have the time. So often at cons, like, remember episode four, season 12? I'm like, tell me what happened. <laughs> I don't remember. But I do like to watch the stuff. It's fun to see how it all comes together. And how do the TV and movie things differ from the video game jobs? They're just sometimes longer sessions or, um, you know, uh, for the Ben 10 stuff, they broke it up into the same session maybe, but there was like two episodes. They kind of count them as two episodes. Um, but it's the same process because, uh, like a lot of people say, oh, I really want to get into voiceover, and they've never taken an acting class. It's from an acting standpoint so when we're doing a movie as opposed to a series we don't go oh this is a movie now we're coming from the same place and and being in all these moments and you have new episodes dropping right now. Yeah, we're still working on the show. How has how things evolved in the process for you specifically with the character? How, how, how has he changed? Well, the new Ben 10 is a little nicer to his cousin. He's a little <laughs> less sarcastic. We have new aliens. We have new actors. It's such a fun show. We've got great toys. Did you guys play? Can we talk yes. about these toys? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so okay, this is awesome because it's like a new version of the Omnitrix, and you can actually like shoot aliens at people. So it's <laughs> awesome. And this one, you can create your own alien if you guys want to play with that. Yeah, basically. Open up, yeah. Open up the window, and then you pick whatever character pieces you want, and they're all individual, and you can spin them. (laughs) I know. I'm freaking out. Yeah. So you can spin them to make your own character, and then you put it together with that button you found on the side. And my day, Transformers did two things. Right? I know. And they always got stuck. <laughs> always. Like yeah. the head was half yeah. the chest. Okay, good. Now, now turn that knob, and you'll see it come together. Good. Okay, now smack that knob really hard. Push it down really hard. Oh, <laughs> she broke the whole toy. I'm so sorry. It's totally fine. Well, I got a when, little excited. When you smack that, it pops out. Yeah. And then you have a new alien. And this is the creation of Amy Dolan. I'm trying to hear this. Before she broke the toy. Before she broke the toy. He was three-fourths blue, but he is still so here. Sorry. He is amazing. Oh, it's so very sorry. durable. Don't worry. It just snaps all back together. Everything reassembles. <laughs> It is fabulous, and the monster design, just to nerd out on that for a moment, right? I, it, it does seem, I've, I believe I remember reading, like, the Man of Action guys are, are deep comic book guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, we have always assumed there's, like, some Jack Kirby influence and all the fantastic monster designs. Oh, yeah, they're awesome. Uh, is there anything that particularly jumps out at you about the, the new, I like the, the combining elements. Well, I just love really that you let kids create it, because the kids that are creating these are the kids that are going to write their own comics and make yeah. their own shows, and it's so nice to, like, just follow that creativity and let kids' imagination run wild, you know? Yeah. And I love that toy. We have so many... I, I, my tangent earlier before I got broken by the concept of Powerpuff Girls, uh, the evolution of cartoons through time. You, you've now gotten to be the voice of different generations of kids as they go forward. How have the the receptions changed? Like, are it's, Comic-Cons different now than they were yeah, before? Is the internet it's really to- fun. Like, you know, I'll, I'll meet parents at a con and they'll have kids and the whole family's cosplaying and they'll be like, I watched you as a teenager on, you know... 
Ben 10 and now my son loves the show like That's and they're so cool. all dressed up so it's something that is still entertaining but also nostalgic for a lot of the parents and it's so fun to listen to them say like it's bonding for us it gets us together and then of course there's the people that say you know Raven got me through my parents divorce or mm-hmm. Ben 10 helped me through depression because I could you know learn to use my mind this way or that way and you realize how influential you are on people and how much you sort of help shape childhoods at cons people always say thank you for my childhood always <laughs> that's an amazing gift that's yeah. insane and, you know a, a lot of folks i i feel like I think a lot of actors would be grateful to have like one role that they play for for 10 years that's iconic and you're on like 12 now I'm super duper grateful <laughs> I'm grateful every day like I, I love my life I love my world you know anytime there's a voice actor replaced on something it's not their choice like we love what we do so much like I we literally uh, thank God every day like we're in the studio with these insanely talented people every single day I'm blown away by what people can do every day I'm like well Maurice can do that or you know I didn't know Greg could do that or Creed could do that like suddenly there's like and sometimes I do it myself yeah. I'll have an audition for like another 10 year old boy I'm like how do I make this one different than Ben and Timmy Turner and Shallon Sheldon or whatever and it ben, was Billy freaking Batson yeah and so every little character has got to have a different spin and sometimes I'll do a different voice I have my own home studio where I like to do my first auditions and tweak it I'll be like oh where's that guy been hiding yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so cool that you discover your own yeah. your own voice of yeah. voices. Uh-huh. You've seen the superhero world evolve so much. Like, we, we were talking about Batman right before the show, which I consider, I think, the best superhero show of all time. Batman the Animated Agreed. Series. saying it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And now we're in a world where Teen Titans Go is self-referential. It's got Deadpool jokes. Yeah. Back when Batman was on, Deadpool barely existed. So yeah. we're in this, this change of tone in superhero yeah. world. How has that been to be inside it as it's evolving? It's so... Like I said, I feel so lucky every single day. Like, I, I don't know how I'm so lucky, but it's so fun and rewarding. And being a part of these worlds, like, you really do pinch yourself. Like, every time I open a script and I see back I'm like, <gasps> like, <laughs> and I booked that when I first moved to, to L.A. Like, I don't know, I was 22 years old. I'm at least five years older. Like, it's been, <laughs> like, you know, a dream to play that role. And then when you get to look at it, like, Killing Joke was like, wow, it was yeah. so amazing. And if you were a fan of the comics, separate from the opening scene, it looked like you were watching the comic come to life Mm. and you know the animators are so talented so to be even a small piece of the puzzle is exciting and it's interesting because i obviously we love comics we adore comics and you can suggest you can give a character an appearance you can suggest the way that they move you can do a lot of things in comics but the thing you cannot do is give them a voice right and it's so rewarding to say you know now every time i read a batman comic i hear you and kevin it's awesome yeah that's yeah. awesome. Even when I tweet, people are like, okay, I heard that in Bubbles' voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. And That's so amazing. As we now know, there's a chance that you wrote it in Bubbles' voice. There's yeah, a very good bubbles. chance. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> be like that. Actually, that brings me, that's actually a perfect tangent. Your Twitter is incredible. What you've done from like the, helping child childhoods exist to like fostering such goodwill with your Twitter, I love your outreach with people. Oh, I love that you respond to people. I love that you. it's such a force of positivity. I think it's what that's what it's there for. If yeah. you're gonna talk and respond and be there and encourage, like you know, I love like I I never really was involved politically until it enraged me. But I always had like um, I was raising money for kids with cancer or animal rescue or anti-bullying had a very strong stance. And so the political element has actually given me activism and then more of an outreach. Now when I go to cons, I've got the nerds vote stickers and I say, are you going to vote in the midterm elections after they get their spiel out? And they're like, nah. I'm like, then I can't give a free autograph. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what do you mean? I'm like, I'll sign this for you if you promise to vote. And there's been kids posting stickers saying I wasn't going to vote, but I promised Tara. And so, You can't disappoint any of these characters. Yeah. So (laughs) it's nice because nerds vote. You know, yeah. and it's like, let's get out there and our voices all really count. And uh, I'm happy to be a part of that process that's inspiring people to do good and help others. Love that. I mean, there's a lot of bad things about the Internet, but I think the good really outweighs the bad. And a character like Ben 10 inspires. And then if they follow Ben 10, they find it. It's you. And then you inspire. So it's oh, even amazing. today, I've been doing press today. And people are like, wait, you're Ben 10. <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? Have you seen the Internet? So it's, it's fun. <laughs> to cap this off, a, a partial list of the superhero and comic book characters that you know Tara as. Uh, Batgirl, Harley Quinn, Raven, Poison Ivy, uh, Nova Prime, Typhoid Mary, Marlene Mahone in Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Uh, you've played Lois Lane in shorts. You've played Brainiac. You've played Mary Jane Watson and Black Cat. Uh, and this pa- this keeps going. <laughs> Are there any ones that you wish people would bring up more often? Bring up more often? Um, no, I mean, I think the beloved ones are like really 
deep connections to the fans between the comics and the series. And they always say they love Raven and Harley and Batgirl. Those are like probably the biggest ones. But it's fun. People are like, oh my God, you were Squirrel Girl in this game? And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to play her. You know, the Birds of Prey was so much fun, mm-hmm. you know, and I got to play Huntress in that. Like, singing as Huntress, like, Wow, like every single time I get to do it, it's fun. And my, my very favorite is the dark. We were talking about that before, the sort of dark world of Batman and those iterations. And it's like, it's so cool to be a part of it. They recently showed the remastered yeah. version of the original Batman series, and it was beautiful. It's, it's art. That film noir look is just, it just, keep, I, I, you could watch the whole series several times over. Oh, we will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing that's happening. I know. I want them to do the, the original Teen Titans and remaster it. Oh, do you, and you saw Teen Titans go that post credit like that moment is I'm I got some hopes I got some. Uh, okay, got I'm some... so glad you said that because we saw the movie. Okay, and they showed that clip, and I went, "Are are you guys bringing back season six? And they go, "No." I go, "No." That's what it I looked said. Like. I said, "You cannot." put this in the movie and not give the fans season six. It's not fair. And they said, well, if the movie does really well, we'll do both at the same time. I'm like, wait a second. Cause I, can I film you saying that? He said, yes. I said, can I tweet it? He said, yes. <laughs> and then I got in tick- trouble because they're like, nobody thinks that they only think it because you tweeted it. I'm like, no, they don't. As a fan, I'm going on record <laughs> and saying, you. I saw that and I went, when is it airing? Please. And thank you. <laughs> right. Because we say we're finding our way back. Yeah, right. That's the whole thing. Thank you. Thank you for well, having I'm, my I'm back on there. that. Thank but you. in between rewatching Batman the Animated <laughs> Series and these other classics, please make sure to check out Ben 10 Omnitrix uh, out yesterday in stores, uh, now available everywhere uh, for your home viewing pleasure. And please look forward to these toys and be more careful with them than I will. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining Thanks us, Thanks for Tara. having me, guys. Thank you so much. And I, with great power comes great responsibility, sir. Thank you for being a great human as well as being all these characters yeah. icons. Hey, Collider fans, it's your buddy Mark Ellis, the host of Collider Movie Talk, at least I am today, and y'all know I'm a huge fan of Batman, and I cannot wait to watch one of my favorite all-time animated shows, Batman, the animated series in HD on DC Universe. DC Universe, it's the ultimate DC membership created just for DC fans like you and me. It's the only place you can watch original DC series like the all-new live-action Titans premieres fall 2018, Young Justice Outsiders, Doom Patrol, Swamp Things, Stargirl and Harley Quinn coming in 2019. New episodes are available weekly, so there's always something new to check out. It's thoughtfully curated, regularly refreshed library of digital comics. The comic reader is going to change the way you read your comic books. It even works on your big screen TV. Even John Roca's new 4K TV will love the comic reader. This is the place to grab exclusive DC merch, debate and discuss all things DC, and it's available on your favorite devices, iOS, Android, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV and Google Chromecast. Only $7.99 a month. That might be the best part. Or better yet, grab an annual membership and save 20%. Join the ultimate DC membership today at DCUniverse.com. That's DCUniverse.com. And tell Bruce Wayne I said hi. What's up, Collider TV Talk fans? Josh McCuga here with Thad Williams. Uh, we're, we're here. We're on the podcast channel, Collider TV Talk. Subscribe. Get on here. We're talking all kinds of fun stuff on TV Talk. TV Talk is back. The fact that you guys haven't subscribed to this channel is bonkers. Yeah, you should really do it. Uh, <laughs> search search Collider TV Talk in iTunes or you can go to Podcast One and mm-hmm. you can copy the link and put it into your podcast feed reader. You can find us on the Collider Podcasts channel on YouTube. We're here. We're doing TV Talk every Friday. We're doing spoiler reviews of your favorite shows. 100%. We're doing Emmy specials. We're doing interviews with writers and directors and stars. Anything you want, we're doing on Collider TV Talk. Us, special guests, friends, the Pope, everyone's coming in. It's going to be good. the young Pope, actually. The young Pope. He's coming in. Jude Law. Yeah, yeah. Coming in. Uh, yeah, you should do it. You should subscribe right now. The fact that you're not doing it is ridiculous. So put down those books or magazines or whatever else you're doing that isn't watching TV Talk and watch us. Josh McCuga, Thad Williams. Hey everybody, Cops are here from Collider Live, and you all know that I'm a pretty big Batman fan. I love the darkness and all the lightness that is from everything DC-related, which is why I'm excited for DC Universe. If you guys don't know, the Ultimate DC membership is amazing. This is the only place you can watch original DC series like... The all-new live-action Titans, which premieres this fall. Young Justice Outsiders, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, hey, I like that one, Stargirl, and Harley Quinn coming in 2019. And hey, 
New episodes will be available weekly once this thing launches. There's also a fantastic feature called Comic Reader that is going to change the way you read comics. Do you like comics? I love them. It even works on your big screen TV. You don't need to hold a comic in your hand anymore. You can actually just see it on your big screen TV, and that excites me because I love comics. You love comics, too. This is also the place to grab your... This is also the place to grab exclusive DC merch like Justice League animated series action figures, and I love me some toys. It's also a place for you to debate and discuss all things DC-related in forums with other fans who love this genre just as much as we do. You can share your own DC knowledge and show off to all your cool friends of how much you know about this universe. You can win awesome rewards just for being a member, and hey... It's available on your favorite devices such as iOS and Android, Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Google Chromecast. Whew, that's a lot of places. The best part about all of this is that it's only $7.99 a month or better. Grab an annual membership and save 20%. Join the ultimate DC membership today at DCUniverse.com and tell them Collider sent you. Thanks, Coy and Amy. We didn't regret. I mean, uh, the, the toy will never be the same. I but we've <laughs> can't believe I broke everything. <laughs> you didn't break. Okay, to be fair, that toy I was playing with it offset, and it's, it is hard, hard to twist. And I was like, can kids handle this? And then the lady grabbed it. She's like, you just have to be firm with it. I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like I'm, like, trying to baby it. And mm. then you really, it's a toy. And it's, it's made and to be put back together. together perfectly. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was a great on-air moment. <laughs> <laughs> she also did break me, too, just like she broke you. Hearing bubbles, bubbles in real life. <laughs> could not begin to hang. Oh, you cry. <laughs> All of my childhood was sitting before me, and I couldn't begin to rationalize. I know. Friggin', I mean, and she gracefully handles people constantly telling her that her... They, Very gracefully handling me going... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Tara Strong is a delight. Please follow her on all the social medias. Uh, and I believe we have... Some minor mutations. Minor mutations. Some of which are kind of major. These are some major. <laughs> so the, the first one's a major minor. This mutation. was a good week. This is the majorest of mutations I think I've witnessed. Uh, the MCU streaming slash Disney streaming service has confirmed two shows. These aren't just any shows. They are Scarlet Witch and Loki, starring Tom Hiddleston and Liz Olsen. What? MCU TV internet. What? <sighs> Is happening. We'll discuss that in length. It's insane. And we have seen the Joker, and he is Joaquin Phoenix, Arthur, <laughs> Arthur Fleck. Uh, we so that's maybe his name, but this is definitely what he looks like. Uh, and honestly, we'll, well, we'll talk about it in a sec. Anton Sugar, as played by Joaquin Phoenix, as the Joker. We also have a discussion about Iron Fist season two. Our overall thoughts, some spoilers, what we liked, what we didn't. I liked it. <laughs> and we have an official, uh, long-awaited word on the rating for Venom. He will be PG-13, so don't let your shirt eat anyone. Pros, cons, we'll see. We also have first drafts are reportedly in for Matt Reeves' Batman and for Suicide Squad 2. What does that mean, and when will we see them? Wild rumor. Really not sure there's one. I mean, we're going to talk about it because it's been going around the internet, but no idea what the source is on this, but maybe the Supergirl movie is a period piece set in the 70s? We also, in that world, have our Lois Lane on TV. The DC TV's Lois Lane has been cast, and I am knee-deep in Flash, so I'm very excited about this news. <laughs> uh, we have the first week of reactions are into the DC Universe streaming service. It went live on Saturday for Batman Day, uh, and, and we'll have some reactions and thoughts on that. We also have a ton of trailers. We have a new Teen Titans clip. We have the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina trailer, and also another one in that universe, which I know you're excited about. Hilda! Literally only me. But there's an amazing <laughs> series of all-ages graphic novels called Hilda. They're making a show. It's going to be on Netflix. It looks delightful. We'll talk about that. And finally, we have the Marvel Rising Secret Warriors announcement, which drops in late September. We've got some news about that. I'm Full very excited. On that one. So much minor mutations. So, yeah. A mouthful, you guys. Like a lot Good of work. Really <laughs> so, since you are a guest this week and your first time on the show, Yay. what is the one you are most excited to talk about? Uh, I, I have a couple. I am super, super, super excited about the Marvel streaming service. I'm like, what the uh, heck? We knew it was coming. You know, mm -hmm. people have been talking about it. It just wasn't ever confirmed until it's confirmed. But this just opens up to so many more TV shows for some of the. Um, characters that we know and love and we don't get they don't get as much equal screen time but we get them in their own show from what i read it's i think i believe six to eight episodes per show so i mean yesterday i was thinking would i watch a scarlet witch the answer is heck yeah i would watch a scarlet witch tv show um absolutely because probably not gonna get her own movie 
but you can probably get everybody to tune into her TV show. And then talking about Loki, a TV show, 100%. I will have that on repeat. <laughs> and the budgets are supposed to be nuts. They're comparing it to the Star Wars show budgets, which is about $100 million reportedly. Whoa. So $100 million budgets on six episodes means they can make these huge. They can make these with the cast of the films. That's the big thing for me is this isn't going to be the pocket universe that DC TV is separate from the film universe because they have two flashes. They have two. This is going to tie directly in. And it's also not like the Defenders universe where it's like the incident and they reference it, but they never really get to show them. These are the characters and the actors you've loved through these films on TV. So the ramifications of this are huge. We can have mini series like in the comics. Comics are serialized. Movies and TV shows when combined are serialized. This is this is Iron Man big. This is 2008 yes. big. This is changing the face of what TV is big. I'm losing my mind. Hilariously, yeah. we have used the word TV 500 times, and this is for an internet streaming channel, which just goes <laughs> to show that, like, words don't mean anything anymore, and this is the future. Yeah, but, like, we're on TV. Hi, Mom. But mm-hmm. what's funny is I think, like, the only people... Per, what, I mean, the Disney one is a streaming service. It is TV shows with movie actors on an internet streaming service because, essentially... At some point, someone was going to notice that there's really no reason you can't do any particular thing anymore. And the question is, like, will they have the time and resources and energy to keep going with a massive, ambitious slate of movies and make very high-quality television? That's, that's even more to add onto their plate while they're probably trying to look at integrating the Fox properties, while they're reframing Phase 4 in light of possible Guardians changes. It is a lot for uh, this team to do. Now, granted, they've given us a lot of reasons to be confident in them, mm-hmm. Uh I think our own Dorian uh, pointed out, like, it was a little unfair. Like, the movie people are getting their own TV stuff, but the right. TV people are never going to get acknowledged in any of the movie stuff. Oh, right. Um, like, the, like the, the Marvel, like the Jessica Jones. Like, and will the there Iron be Fist. a Melinda May miniseries alongside? Yeah. Uh, who knows? Uh, but, oh, my God. Would that? <gasps> Ooh. Yes. She's rad, is all I'm saying. Yeah, she um, is rad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is fascinating, like, the, the idea that they can get these folks on board by doing it in a miniseries format. I feel like comic book people are actually better prepared for this than yeah. other media types uh, because we are used to being like, well, there'll be a standalone graphic novel and then a six-part prequel that's going to go digital first but then be collected into a hardcover <laughs> and bundled together with the standalone before the ongoing launch. It feels like oh comic gosh. books. They made comic books into the TV. I, I like that's wow. the perfect thing. That is. Really, the perfect way to put it. Finally landed on accepting that these are serialized characters. From the beginning, the Marvel film universe has been one giant show bible. It has been one enormous series. It's a, it's a show. It's a series of shows. Now they can do a miniseries. They can have a one-off miniseries. We could have Loki in a prequel if he actually stays dead. This might not be a spoiler. <laughs> it feels like it is. But we can have Loki in a prequel <laughs> series. We can do M of House. We could have her say mutants instead of no more mutants, and she could bring in yes. the X-Men. You meant yes. House of M, no, but no. M of House. M of House. Wait, what? Instead of saying no more mutants, she says mutants and activates the X gene, and then we bring the X-Men into the MCU. You just blew my mind. M of House. Mm-hmm. So she's under duress, and instead of saying no more mutants, she says mutants. She activates the X gene because she has those improbable powers, and then all of a sudden you integrate Fox into the film universe. Cool, I feel and- like every, every time we hang out, you like drop <laughs> knowledge that blow my mind, and then whatever thought I had in my brain just goes. <laughs> you want to do that in six hours or in two? You do a miniseries, you M of house. Yes. Ooh, I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't It'll know. never it's a happen. Cool idea. But I dream. I, I dream often. Mm-mm. Okay. But never say never with Disney, you know? Like, like yeah. they are so well thought out that with their plans. Like, the MCU wouldn't, the MCU, excuse me, wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for the planning. They're like, who puts out a 10-year slate or a five-year slate like that? <laughs> and then announces it. Like, here's our timeline. We it st- turns you know? out to be mostly accurate. Yeah. So, you know, that's really, really impressive. So, when you talk about the streaming service, I mean, I am ready to give it my money. And they also said in the article that it'll be more affordable than Netflix. That's what which, they said in the past. Which means a lot because it's they're not, obviously, they're not the first streaming service. They're, they're not going to be the last. So how can you keep your viewers um, from coming back to you and wanting to give them your money when they can do it to, like, Netflix or Hulu or, you know, something else? And as they're taking a, the... It, it is going to be a really interesting landscape as we get to a point where people are going to have to pick and choose whether they can get the DC one and the Disney one and keep their Netflix and do Hulu and Amazon. Like, it's cable it's going to be it, mm-hmm. an interesting landscape. It, it makes... The one thing that makes me sad about it is that we are going to get to the point where you can't just sort of sample everything from different companies. I don't want the lines hardening into people who are like, look, I can only afford the Disney service, so it's not that I'm trying to be a Marvel partisan, but I can't afford both. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sad that that is a thing. 
um, that we are probably going to be looking at. But I'm happy that all kinds of really cool random stuff is getting a green light because of this need to develop cool content to fill the services. So there's a weird balance there. Yeah. Like, I'm really excited about the explosion of, like, a Swamp Thing series and a possible Scarlet Witch six-part miniseries are happening because these companies need something to sell you on their services and because they have an opportunity to take advantage of these great characters and stories. So that is great. It's just that I like to see the opposite of the silver lining and everything, and I work. (laughs) (laughs) And DC has set a great, great foundation. I'm really excited they're including comics in their service. I'm really excited for what they're doing. Yes, how about that streaming service? So that was was the tangent I was thinking about there. So uh, the DC (laughs) streaming service is live now as of Batman Day, which is also my birthday. Happy birthday! So they launched on my birthday, which felt amazing. Uh, <laughs> thank you, DC, for paying attention. Uh, and I really like that what they're doing involves so many different mediums. The platform isn't just one thing. I think it's going to redefine what digital can be because you're incorporating comics and TV and old TV shows, new shows, exclusive shows. You can watch Batman in 4K on the DC streaming service, and I would argue that's the best animated show of all time, which is an incredible journey. And then you can click over to new exclusive content. They're making new for you. And then like, oh, wait, let me go read the comic it's based on it is a brilliant idea i would love every comic property to do this i i think it's a a genre defining event what did you guys think of the service i think it is really fascinating to to, that they are combining it in with comics it's interesting because the the comic offerings aren't obviously everything in the universe because they want to have that value of a library of cycling things in and out or because it's literally not ready i don't know um and i don't know what direction to hope for there because for instance if you're getting marvel unlimited and you're getting the disney service it's going to end up being more expensive uh because you're trying to cover both your bases but marvel unlimited now gets everything six months behind so you right. can thoroughly read is that um, what the streaming service is going to be called marvel unlimited? No, that's, the that's the one you can oh, get right okay, now that gets you like uh, a netflix but just for marvel comics maybe they can bundle it I, I would hope will. so. Yeah, because if you look at the DC format, which when they previewed at uh, San Diego Comic Con, I was like, wow, this is really good. Because like Koi said, this is a one-stop uh, shop basically for everything DC. So not only you can get the current movies, the older movies, all the comics, there's also like community. So you can like inter- interact with the other fans and, and there's forums and it's just like endless. And they had these iPads that we were playing with. And I was like, literally, if I, if I want to pause on a movie and I want to go to research a source material, I can find that comic book, read through it, and then jump back in. It's like a, you're just down, going down a rabbit hole. And I love, I'm loving these um, original contents and very, very, very excited for Swamp Thing. And Young Justice. That's like my There's so one. much they're doing. Yeah. I'm really impressed. Their TV and their, their streaming. And I, now that I'm doing the Berlanti stuff, I'm excited to see that get folded yeah. in. I think I think it's a great move. And I think it's new and different. And it's something that people... Like, it's funny. It seems like it's right there. One of those ideas that's so good. You're like, oh, it's obvious. Put <laughs> comics in the same app. Everyone's on their same iPad. Comics anyway. with my movies. Movies with my comics. Cats and dogs living together. <laughs> Thank uh, you, DC, for finally making this something. Like, yeah. because it, it is... You know, these amazing stories and resources exist, and there's no reason it can't exist alongside your other stuff. Oh, man, we... We, we could go on and on. There's so much. <laughs> Warner Brothers, they, they had a whole restructuring. DC's part of a new division now, but hopefully all of that means, like, even more better coordination between the branches. And the most fun thing I've seen so far from DC streaming is everybody sharing the, like, really random things they're revisiting. Yeah. Um, like, everybody's respective childhoods. Yes. Uh, like, some people on Super Friends and some people on Super Best Friends Forever. Like, huh? it's... You know, which was a fabulous series of shorts. You should all check out. Uh, yeah. So, what is your pick of the Miami Station of the week? Uh, I think we should talk at least a little bit about oh this like some of the the DC news. Uh, we really don't know if this Supergirl seventies rumor is true. I don't right. think mm-hmm. it makes a ton of sense. Uh, and I'm hoping that somebody misunderstood something that somebody else said. Well, we had heard that if Henry Cavill was going to be in Supergirl, that he'd be a baby. Remember that, like, there was that one little line of dialogue that, like, oh, someone, when the Henry Cavill thing was happening, I read that, like, he'd be a baby at the time. So maybe someone misinterpreted that, or that was a misinterpretation. Everything about this Henry Cavill thing seems to be extrapolating out from a single quote that no one has a quote of. Everyone has this story that no one has any definitive proof of. Even today, a week after we talked about that last week, there is still no definitive answer. Answer. So I feel like everything in the super family is all someone going. Mm. Yeah, 
I think it's it's some some grain of salt territory there. As as much as I would like, I'll be into it if it is a period piece. It's just a very interesting departure from the traditional. Like the Supergirl story is, she was supposed to protect him, and by the time she arrives, he's already grown up. Like that's the story. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they can sell me on an alternate version. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But like when I was reading through it, it's just like literally one sentence in the article, and I and I just don't feel like like you kind of kind of said we we don't know the source material of it, and it's I feel like as of right now, if WB doesn't come out and say this is accurate, then I. I kind of want to take it and go, okay, well, I'll store it in my, like, memory bank, and when they do confirm <laughs> it later on, or they don't later yeah. on, like, oh, that was just a misunderstood, or we were quoted, quoted wrong, whatever, but I I don't know. I, I, I guess it would make sense, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like the TV show has established something else, and, like, what? how far do you want one property to go versus the next with the same IP? Agreed. Mm. Um, I'm very excited for Lois Lane. Uh, I'm very excited that scripts are moving forward. The Matt Reeves Batman, the Suicide Squad two. I guess is not currently dated, but like, cool. If you're if you're got something you're excited about, uh, like, I, I this is gonna be weird. I like the Joaquin Phoenix pictures. I, you know, I do too. I, I just, it's funny that it's just Joaquin Phoenix to me because like <laughs> the, the only the reason it's funny is because of all the hype around it. Everybody was like, first image of the Joker. And I was like, nah, it's Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, like, yeah, it, exactly. It's just like, I get the exactly. excitement because it is a first look, but at the same time, it's not a Joker first look, but where everyone, this shows how much people are clamoring for this movie. It is a, it is a period piece Joker. It is from a brilliant team. It is starring a brilliant actor. We, anything we get, we want a piece of it. So I think this movie is going to do really well by how much excitement there is over a single image of Joaquin Phoenix looking like Anton Trigger. Like, yeah. I'm very excited about it. I like the tease. I like that it wasn't, wasn't when you clicked on it, you expected, like, the white face with the, with the, with the lipstick. And we get Joaquin Phoenix. And I was like, wait, what the... I felt like I got, like, Rick rolled. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> what happened? Okay, I guess I kind of like it. Because that makes me go, I'm keeping an eye on this. And I'm coming back. Because if they're holding it back now, the reveal is going to be so much better. Do you think he's not going to get the makeup on until the end of the movie? That's right. <gasps> I think I throughout not. the film, this is him, and then at the end, after an event, like no, he I might joke that. Up. I don't want that because you're going to call it a Joker movie. We need to see the Joker. I, I, mean, th- I, I think it's I, Joker origin. But film. like, yeah, yes, I don't, I, yes, but still, but still, like, you have different I don't thoughts. Know what they're doing with the movie, and I'm to the point where now I'm I'm rooting for them to be to make an amazing movie that I will love forever. But yeah. I'm still sort of like, I'm not sure what what you're going for here yeah. but the thing is if you spend too much time as joker and there is no batman it doesn't like that's it makes true. more sense to do the origin if you're like mm. i mean it's it's weird to do mm-hmm. the origin without batman but i can see like the 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 kernel of here's how a disgruntled person becomes a psycho like yeah i can see how that's like yes interesting story maybe yeah um it you know hopefully lives up to that but i think if he spends too much time as the joker running around with no batman you get a weird imbalance right. i also want it to be kind of chaotic i like don't want a definitive origin like to me the one of the best parts of a heath joker is that he retold three different origins i want the movie to kind of be frenetic yeah. so i don't want the one thing to be like this is cut and dry so I, i'd right. like to see and i trust the team behind it we'll mm-hmm. see but it's it's interesting that we already have an image and it's not as the jokers so that gives me hope that we'll get a more frenetic paced film yeah i agree with that i can agree with that do you think his name's really arthur fleck or are they trolling us with a flag? Trolling. I, yeah. I think trolling. it's trolling, but if it's not, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Venom is PG-13. It's not 100% a surprise. It's uh, not. I, I, I like the idea that that keeps the door open to Spider-Man, but I know a lot of people aren't happy. I think he's making a sad face. I am so sad. Oh. I am so sad because now we have, I'm feeling I'm going to cry. Because we got Deadpool, and it was Raider Dar, and I was like, this is going to open the doors, and Logan, too, and we're gonna, it's going to open the doors for all these superhero movies that are, like, very, very mature content. Mm-hmm. And when I saw, like, Venom, I was like, yes, yes, and this could open the door to Carnage and other, you know, things in the Spider-Verse. And then it's, and as I watched the final trailer, I remember thinking, I don't think this is going to be R, mm. unless they're really just, like, playing it safe for the trailer. And then when I read this today, I was like... <laughs> My hopes and dreams crush. <laughs> but I do like the runtime. I think it's a solid it's a solid runtime. I was worried that they were gonna cut it at like one thirty seven or something a little bit shorter like that, but just under two hours is perfect. Yeah. To play devil's advocate, I have been a very large proponent of R rated Venom. I think Carnage has to be Venom if Carnage is in this or if they go with Carnage that his character is murdering for fun. Mm-hmm. That's an R rated character. But for Venom, to play devil's advocate only, uh 
this does allow a bigger audience to see the film. I know R-rated is now bigger than ever, but at the same time, 60 to 70 million tracking is enormous. Uh, and I think that wow. Sony is putting everything on this one film. Sony is going to make other movies based on the performance of this film. So I could see them cutting down this film in the future, maybe getting a, a Venom down the road. But if we're going to get a Silver and Black or a Craven or anything else in the Sony-verse or Silk, please, then this movie needs to do well. And right now, with the PG-13, it's tracking to be the biggest October release. So because of that, it is tracking to break October records because of its rating. Because at the end of the day, under 17-year-olds are a huge contingent. So and they weren't going to see films. this movie either way, so I'm not super mad that it... Like, now they can I, buy the right ticket instead of sneaking into it. Yeah, now, yes. now whatever's playing in Theater 3 when this is in Theater 2 gets the right money. That is, that is a <laughs> that thing. That is the plus you know side, <laughs> is that you'll get more people People that doesn't... You know, when you have R-rated uh, uh, movies, you can, not everybody can go see it. Like, I, I, I know very well, like, sneaking into an R-rated R-movie. <laughs> Mom, can you buy this ticket? What are you watching? She's like, I don't really want to see it. Okay, fine. <laughs> My mom was pretty cool about me going to see rated R movies. But this will I think really push increase the ticket sales because everybody gets to go see it I'm okay. not not disappointed but yeah. it, is, it is what it is and I know y'all have some stuff to say about this I am the terrible one who still hasn't finished it how is Iron Fist season 2 Koi, like Koi finished it, right? You yeah. finished it? I'm on episode two right now. Uh, you know, I'm the guy that goes, hey, the first season was disappointing. At the bar that Daredevil left, at the bar Jessica Jones left, I Iron Fist season one wasn't my cup of tea. I didn't hate it as much as a lot of people, but I, it wasn't my... Iron Fist season two was, was an apology. Iron Fist season two was everybody going like, we listened to you, we changed the things you wanted, we let Finn learn to fight, we let Colleen be awesome, we let these actors do their parts, and they wrote it for the actors instead of writing it and then casting the actors going uh like it felt and it was the ward balance totally played the fight choreography was great and then the last two episodes it was bold it was it was it was a surprise i was interested throughout and we got more kun lun davos is a great mm-hmm. villain uh the by the end it is a complete restructuring so now season three i'm really excited because of what season two did i think it is the biggest leap from season one to season two rotten tomatoes agrees and i think it is now season three everyone can be excited for versus i don't know if season three would have necessarily happened yeah. without season two so i think it's a great step and i think that they are so invested when we talk to, to Raven yeah. he cares he, was wonderful. Yes. he cares and that's what matters in a showrunner and I think investment. that shows in, in, in this season too versus, versus I'm not saying the, the showrunners didn't care but I think Raven is extremely passionate about the show and it definitely showed so I'm on episode two so I, I have way more to go before I can even like sit here and say like like yay it was great or no it's not my favorite but like right now it's i i would say it is better than season one my favorite my takeaway was i wanted more colleen Mm. that was my takeaway from season one she was like my favorite and we definitely right off the bat got her and she's kicking butt she's showing off her martial arts skills and i'm really curious about and i don't know how much more she's going to be in this um the new character mary you're going to see a lot of this. She is so interesting. And I was like, can we have more of her, please? And a certain detective from another show yes. is in a prevalent place. That's pretty exciting. Yes. It's, I, I liked it. Uh, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I think it is a huge leap in the right direction. And I'm really, really excited to see season three because of it. And thank you, Raven. That was, it's, it's next level. Uh, so we have some comic books to go through real we quick. Do. we got to pull this. Uh, let's check out what is coming out this week in the world of comics. We're going to kick it off with our number five pick, which ties in beautifully. Actually, I, I plugged it earlier. Life of Captain Marvel <laughs> number three comes out this very week. Number four, super out there, a new Dick Tracy series, but from a really interesting, unexpected indie creative team. Number three is Return of Wolverine. Number one, he has been dead for a while. He has had four spinoff miniseries books hyping his return. He is finally back, and he, for some reason, has hot claws. (laughs) (laughs) Number two is Batman Damned. Number one, the very first of the DC Black Label comics. And then our number one pick is All You, because I know what this world means to you. Yeah, this is a pretty big day. Uh, We'll just go ahead and start talking with that number one. Today is the final issue of the comics they're calling Buffy Season 12. Uh, And this is putting a capper on the Dark Horse Years of Buffy, which goes back to the run of the original show. Um, And then, like, a few years after the show ended, they started doing official Mm -hmm. continuation comics. And it's been, like, ten years, at least, uh, of this new continuity and this over time. Um, So we've known for a while that that was coming to an end. But it's today is the final issue, and it's going to be kind of emotional. Oh, you're so sad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the Buffy Buffy comic books, I remember when the show ended, and I was so, so sad because I wanted more, more, more. And, yes, they gave us Angel, but I was like, no, still more. So the comic book was kind of, like, my gateway to, like go back to Buffy and it's like 
what what a way to celebrate Buffy and and its property and for all the fans. And I remember kept on buying those when they came out until I ran out of money that I couldn't buy anymore. <laughs> so I would do the thing where you go into the comic book store. I'm like, I'm just going to pretend I'm browsing and I'm going to read <laughs> Read it all. And then I she went back we and can tell, by the bought way. it. She bought it like a good comic fan that supports the arts. Trust I me. I sure did. Here's my <laughs> halo. <laughs> I wanna... No, we can tell when, but when we're behind the counter and you're doing that. But we, we trust mostly <laughs> Mostly people get hooked, and we'll, it, you'll, you'll end up supporting it somewhere or another. We believe in you. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, our number five pick, Life of Captain Marvel number three. With the movie coming out with this trailer, it is perfect time to discover Carol Danvers if you haven't already. This is the third issue. You only have two to find. They're still on shelves. They're not out of stock. Might be second print, but you can dive in. And I love this character because she's from Boston. So the book <laughs> leans into her heritage. The book leans into accents the books about boston i really like carol danvers and i like having a origin because her character is so convoluted that this gives you a real chance to dive in before the movie so the movie comes out in six months learn the character now i want to say it's gonna be a five or six issue miniseries they're only halfway through so check out captain marvel number three and one and two it is interesting. It's been a really interesting series. It's, done, it's doing a lot of stuff with her family and mm-hmm. reshaming this, this, this Boston main setting that's featuring prominently in it. Uh, and it's, it, it is interesting because they, they've been deliberately slow playing the action. Mm-hmm. So there's been, like, there's been tension because they're, they, they're laying in a lot of interesting groundwork. Um, but it's, been, it's, it's all coming to a head with, uh, have your, yeah, number three is... Tweet us uh, when you've read number three. Um, I do, I, just to reiterate what we said earlier, if you're starting out, I fully recommend Kelly Sudakonik and Dexter Soy, 2012, uh, the first time she takes the name Captain Marvel. Um, they do a, re- a revisioning of her origin there that I think is pretty much perfect, which is why I'm glad they're leaning in sort of a different direction with the family stuff, mm-hmm. because that one was very much about becoming Captain Marvel, uh, Ms. Marvel, and then Captain Marvel. Anyway, read it. It's great. You're going to love it. Uh, all these books are great. Dick, Dick Tracy, Dead or Alive, if you recognize that cover, it's because uh, back uh, with John on the show, we talked a lot about how much we love Mike Allred, yeah. uh, who's an amazing sort of pop art-influenced writer and artist, uh, and he is writing this one uh, with an, and inking over the pencils. These are comic book words. Uh, we'll... I, we need more show. Well, yeah, we need more um, show. Uh, he's inking over Rich Tomaso, really interesting indie guy. So the the fact that two modern day kind of indie style greats are taking on a classic comic strip, mm-hmm. you know, I I just think it's super interesting, and we should all be paying attention to it. And Batman Damned is from the guys who did the Joker graphic novel. That is probably the reason we are getting this Joker movie. So pay attention. And Wolverine is Charles Sewell, who's been incredible on Daredevil. And he's only been dead for four years. How does he come back? Explain. Now before we wrap, uh, we are going to the premiere of the Marvel Rising, which is why we didn't mention. My mutations too much tomorrow, so we're gonna check it out tomorrow. I'm working the carpet and bringing Amy so we can Ooh, check it out. I'm excited. I'm very okay. so we'll be able to see it and we'll be able to talk about it next week as long as we don't sign anything that says we can't. But either way, we'll be there, so hopefully we can talk <laughs> about it next week. Uh, and we'll let you know because I'm excited for the future of animation. I'm excited for the future of Marvel animation. This is a great first step bringing characters. I think it's a testing ground to bring characters that we love from the comics into the big screen. This is a great way to do it by being like, hey, these characters are on the big screen, put them in movies. So I really and DC's been this. absolutely killing it with their superhero girls line. So it's very interesting to watch like if you've seen the the dolls and the toys and this is a different effort because they're focusing on rather than like a teen version of all of their biggest characters mm-hmm. they're taking a bunch of characters that you might not know yet although the kids know them because the kids play the games and they're all in the games yeah uh so it's, it's it's just really interesting i'm very into both of them and i'm excited about this like arms race of awesome all ages content that we're yeah. having and it's tomorrow so we'll be able to see it and we'll talk to you about it next week and until next week stay sweaty Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. 
All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.